Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to the Dynamic Dojo Show with Restita and Robert, your source for martial arts talk radio. Three, two, one, we're live. With Rashida and Robert, it's our holiday Sunday brunch show on December 21st, 2014, and I'm joined by my brother in the martial arts and his team co-host, Sifu Robert Deal. Sifu Bob, how you doing today? Hey, hey, I'm doing really well. You know, being our Sunday brunch show and our holiday show, uh, mm-hmm. my wife's working, so I can uh-huh. talk crap right now and she can't hear me, <laughs> so <laughs> it's a good thing because I'm going to. Uh, I'm not going to talk cold crap about my wife, uh, but one thing she doesn't know, and I hope we can afford to go to dinner tonight, is that today is the 30th anniversary of our first date. Oh, wow. That's right. You said that last week. Right on. Congratulations. And I, I, she doesn't remember. My brother asked me the other day, he says, how do you remember that? Well, it's a sad correlation, but... Hmm. My father passed away 30 years ago on December 16th. Our date was that fr- our first date was that Friday. Oh. <laughs> I don't so know when that weird... <laughs> it, It's a weird know. thing. So I've got this friend. His wife cannot cook. She can't even make water. Right? <laughs> we're over there for we're over there for dinner. Okay. And I could I I couldn't tell what this was. I didn't know what it was. So, oh, the dish you mean? The, the dish, it was like burnt, charred, something. <laughs> so I, I, fed, I, I fed a little bit to the dog. The, the, his wife goes <laughs> to the kitchen, right? She comes up, and the dog's licking his butt. And she says, why is he doing that? I looked her in the eye and said, he's probably trying to get the taste out of his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> you said that out loud? Oh, my God. Oh, you know me and my filter. I have not sometimes. <laughs> what did she? What did she have to say about that? <laughs> she didn't, and I get kicked. <laughs> oh, yeah, under the table, uh, I'm sure. Pow. <laughs> yes. Uh, so, uh, I want to put a shout out to Chris Botto. I'm sure that's how yeah, you pronounce his name. He came up and said hello last night. I'm like, I know you, and. Uh, he listened to the show last week, so we've got a, a loyal listener. Uh, right I introduced him to Frank Dukes right away. Well, let's talk about last night a little bit. I went to this uh, yeah. uh, red carpet movie premiere in downtown Los Angeles. And it was mm-hmm. great. I was with Frank Dukes, Eric Lee, Alan Woodman, uh, uh, Doug Wong, uh, Shuni B, great martial artist. Shuni had done a uh, movie in Nepal where he's from about human trafficking that had mm-hmm. a lot of martial arts in it. Uh, good movie. Uh, I enjoyed the company. Uh, then, of course, I had to leave to pick my son up from work. So this, won't this father and shit ever stop? But anyway, yeah, I had a great time last <laughs> night. Right on. And I, from what from what you told me, the food was amazing too, yeah? 
Oh my God! Oh, oh, it 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 was it was incredible. I can't even stop I mean, thinking about it. It was how many was red carpet food? events? Huh. How, how many red carpet events actually like give you food outside of you know like hors d'oeuvre type junk? Right? I mean Indian food. Right. I mean, come this, on, oh, right on. I've got a new place to take you now when we when you come into town. I was gonna say I love Indian food, dude, and I don't know why. I just never thought about getting it when whenever I'm down there. So yes, Indian food. I know food me either because I don't. We don't eat Indian food. We just don't because there's just not around me. There's just no Indian restaurants. Oh, that food was amazing. It was incredible. Oh, cool. I mean, wow. I yeah, definitely, definitely take me to that place because I'm definitely one of those you know five stars Indian people, <laughs> Indian food people. I love my Indian food spicy. I just love the flavors. It's it's awesome. What's the name well, of the restaurant? Some... We can put a shout out. Do you know? Do you remember the name of the restaurant that they catered from? No, the business card's in my shirt from last night, and that's upstairs. Oh, all right. Well, that's all right. So maybe next time we'll put a shout out and a little bit of free yeah, advertising for that and restaurant. Even, it, it, they still had it out uh, after the movie and everything else. Not mm-hmm. for anybody to try. They're going to take it take it to go. As I, I grabbed a little piece, and and it was still good cold. Oh, of course after it is. After two it's hours better. of sitting there, right? It's like, yeah, it's better the day after when you reheat it after all the flavors. Now I'm hungry. <laughs> now I'm hungry. I'm like, oh, after all the flavors melt, butter chicken, chicken masala. Oh, oh my gosh. All right. <clears throat> so to, to get, let's move on. So that way I get my mind off of food. So listeners, it's our holiday show. We want to hear from you a little bit later about any special holiday traditions that you observe. During the winter holidays or at home or at your dojo, give us a call, 347-677-0699, or just tune in and have fun with us. So let's move on to birthdays. Now, yesterday I had put out uh, an audio shout-out on Face for the birthdays, but for our live broadcast today, I kind of want to do a little shortened version of our uh, latter part of December birthdays, and we're uh, we're going to be announcing the next two weeks, because we're not going to be broadcasting um, after today until January 4th. So um, we had to include two weeks of uh, of birthdays, and uh, here we go. Hi, listeners. I'm Ristita De Jesus, And I'm Robert Deal. We're your hosts of Dynamic Dojo Talk Radio, and we've got some birthdays that we'd like to share with our listening audience. On December 21st, Indus Alelia has a birthday. David Camden Britton on the 22nd, Nikki Smith on the 23rd, Clark Tang and Frank Trejo on the 24th, Richard Curtis on the 25th, right on Christmas Day. On the 26th, we've got Mina Kim, Mike Ortiz, and Bill Boggs. On the 27th, Grandmaster Eric O'Neill Sr., Humberto Gonzalez on the 28th, also on the 28th, Zoo Jitsu Martial Arts, headed by Grandmaster Shaka Zulu. Jim Jam, the co-host of Kicking It Old School, on the 30th. Also on the 30th, Mr. Andrew Teleska. And last but not least, Grandmaster Michael Hiron on the 31st. Tune in Sunday, the 21st at 11 a.m. for our holiday show. And we'll be taking a break until January 4th, 2015. Happy holidays, everyone, and we'll see you all next year. Merry Christmas! Ho, 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 ho. Why, thank you, Santa. <laughs>
Now, for all our birthday people, we've got a special tune for you. Here you go. birthdays during the holiday season like and like in one of them uh sifu richard curtis he's a tai chi practitioner has his birthday right on christmas day i mean how cool is that i wonder if that means double presents or just one (laughs) yeah (laughs) that's awesome it's it's like when my when my when my children were kids we'd have one Uh birthday party because because their their days were their birthdays were five days apart Oh, that makes sense. So, that, so it was just one big, one big shebang. Just one big one, to... and they hated it because they don't, didn't want to be lumped in together. Aww. Oh, yeah, but it's like a big party you. with all their friends. Oh, it was a it's blast! A we party. had a blast. We had a, right I mean, on. We did skating parties. We did uh, bar. The, the one I liked was uh, Barney when he was. Uh, I think Brandon was was four. And mm-hmm. because I think Bree was still in the stroller. And oh. that, that was a fun party because we did box patterns and brought her from Serata and Screama mm-hmm. as, as a two-man set. Of course, mm-hmm. made for a two-man set when he was three years old or four years old. Oh. And it was really cool. Right on. It, it was great. So Friday, I went to a comedy club to see one of our past guests. Oh, who was that? It was Ron Sarchan, the uh, uh, world world rec- uh, Guinness Book world record holder. Oh, cool! He was he right was pretty on. funny, but he was the first one up, and literally a three minute set. That was it. They had like a whole mess comedians. They all did like five, you know, three minutes, five minutes here. Then it, the headliner was Kel Mitchell, uh, which is done a lot of stuff. He's on like the Rocky and Bullwinkle movie and. And uh, uh, Good Burger, he did a Good Burger movie with his buddy Keenan Thompson. Uh, so mm-hmm. it was it was a good night. My wife and I had had fun. Now I wish my wife had gone with me last night, and she already she laid her clothes out on the bed, ready to go, and she ended up working late, which sucked. No, she Aww. was really enjoyed it. and I finally <clears throat> wanted her to meet those people. I wanted her to meet right. Frank too. And and mm-hmm. could make it because it was a Jewish holiday and and those of the Hebrew those of the uh, Hebrew faith had mm-hmm. something new last night and that's who she works for. Oh, so got, got respect <clears throat> the religion. So it, exactly, you know, especially with the Hanukkah season going on. There's a lot of stuff going on, and we're going to be talking about that a little bit later about holiday traditions around the world. We'll talk a little bit about Hanukkah and. Kwanzaa and Diwali and all all that other kind of stuff. We'll do that a little bit later after our first segment here. 
So with that said, you know, as far as announcements, on my end, I don't have any other than that there's a Kung Fu tournament in Bangladesh on Christmas Eve. <laughs> that's, that's, all, that's all I have. And let's see, And for anyone out there, actually, that's uh, listening from that area, I'll go ahead and see if I can <clears throat> find that announcement. It's the All Bangladesh Kung Fu Championship. Um, and I got this uh, in my little inbox here. Um, it's on Wednesday, uh, the 24th, Christmas Eve, from 9 to 4.30 p.m. Um, and uh, it's held by Shaolin Kung Fu Bangladesh. And it's going to be at, let's see here. Let me show the map here. That I'm. This makes no sense. But anyway, I guess this is the phone number. This is the phone number for Shaolin Kung Fu of Bangladesh. It's 880-1715-280-700. Um, or you can email faithtdng at yahoo.com to get more uh, uh, more information about the All-Bangladesh Kung Fu Championship 2014. Thank you for the invitation, Master Reza Ahmed Saadi. But I'm not going to be able to attend. It's a little bit too far around the world for me. But thank you so much for the invitation. Um, yeah, and I think that's it from my end. Any in, uh, any announcements on your end there, Bob? No, not on my end. All right. Well, I guess with that said, I guess we wow, we get to move on to health news already. All right, <laughs> let's do it. All right, it's the holiday season. There's going to be a lot of traveling. And also a lot of stress trying to get ready for the holidays and prepping your home for family coming in or even just going out shopping. And I just have a few hints on how to stay healthy during the holiday season. Number one, you got to take care of those germs. Okay, get rid of all that bacteria that could make you sick, especially like if you're flying or using train, subway, or bus or anything like that. Um, when you When you settle in in your flight or in your seat at the bus or train or what have you, try to run disinfectant wipes over the armrests, the tray table, the latch, air vent, your seatbelt buckle, and let it air dry. You want to be able to clean anything you might touch so you don't pick up those nasty bugs that those who sat there before you left behind. So make sure you do that. Now, regarding this, studies done at the University of Arizona in Tucson have turned up Flu have turned up flu virus, and even the antibiotic-resistant bacteria MRSA, MRSA, they found it on airline tray tables. Now, from what we can tell from the results, says uh, Dr. Charles Gerba, no one ever disinfects those things. That's gross. <laughs> That's gross. You know, it makes you wonder, like, what the people that come in after a flight when they clean up the place makes makes you wonder if all they do is pick up garbage and put magazines back in the in the little pocket. You know, right? Um, right. I wonder why they don't disinfect. That's they they should do that. Anyhow, number two, you want to stay hydrated, of course, and not only for flights, all the time. But if you are flying, low humidity and high altitudes make the plane cabin air dry. We always know that, you know, and our throats get more vulnerable to viruses and bugs and stuff like that. 
Now, staying well hydrated keeps those mucous membranes moist so they can better keep bugs out of our systems. Down at least eight ounces of water for every hour you're in the air. Yes, that probably means using the plane's germy lavatory, so make sure you take your wipes. But colds and flu are such monsters that you're better off drinking than just going dry. I tend to forget to uh, to drink water whenever I'm up in the air. And, you know, like the, the flight down to your place is only like two and a half hours, right? And I forget. Right. I just go, oh, yeah, I'll have a Coke. Well, <laughs> so, you know, soda will dry you out. <laughs> and uh, no wonder when I get off the plane, I'm like, dude, I need, I'm thirsty. I need to get something to drink. Let's stop off at 7-Eleven. Um, so, yeah, stay hydrated, folks. Now, if you are well, on the plane... Do you, do you oh, know when ahead. I forget to drink water, Rusty? What's that? When I'm drinking alcohol. <laughs> yeah. And, the, and, that's, and that's the bad thing is that, you know, and, and that's one of, our, um, one of the hints that I wanted to make, and I'll, I might as well just go, go through that. Um, when you drink, you know, it, 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 it prevents you from actually staying hydrated. And, and something about alcohol, especially after the third drink, <laughs> makes you think that because you're, you know, downing something wet, that you're hydrating yourself, you know, and it's kind of like an excuse to just drink more, right? Well, I'm keeping healthy. I'm drinking water with my I don't whiskey. need an excuse. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and, and, and no wonder you wake up the next morning with a hangover. Now, uh, one of my hints is, yeah, you can have a drink, but, you know, do so in moderation. Don't have too many. I mean, I, I like my share of mulled wine and pomegranate martinis, but when you're at a party, you want to try to limit yourself to two drinks and alternate them with glasses of water to avoid that crushing hangover with the pounding head. Now, uh, Dr. Stephen Feinlieb, Feinlieb, Feinlieb says that if we don't eat before we drink, we can throw off blood sugar leading to next-day weariness. Um, And if you do wake up with a throbbing head, make sure to drink some water, pop a pain reliever, and sleep. (laughs) Make sure you sleep. It's the, um, um, I read someplace that hangovers are pretty much your brain being dehydrated and pulling away from your skull. That's just gross. (laughs) (laughs) You know, and and any time you have a headache, folks, chances are you're probably a little bit dehydrated. So, you know, make sure you uh, drink some water. Now, when you're traveling, whether you're on a plane or in that long train or bus ride, make sure that you try to walk around a little bit, you know, especially up in the air, you know, after that fasten seatbelt sign goes off, you know, make sure you walk around at least a little bit for every hour or so that you're in the air. Um, and this prevents the formation of blood clots in your la- in your legs. You want to do this walking around to prevent deep vein thrombosis. And deep vein thrombosis can be life-threatening if a clot breaks off and travels to your lungs. So, you know, make sure you walk around a little bit. Um, now, once you get to your destination, if you're feeling a little tired, cranky, or whatever... You know, try stopping off at those um, uh, massage kiosks at the airport um, or if they have one at the bus station or train station. Um, Studies at Cedars-Sinai Medical Center in Los Angeles, down by you, says that a single Swedish massage session lowered the levels of the stress hormone cortisol. 
and boosted several types of white blood cells, which protect the body against germs. So um, give that a give that a shot. Now, Dr. Michael Rapoport says, "Hey, you only have ten minutes to spare. Well, some massage is better than none." So that's a big shout out to all my massage therapist friends out there. Um, and you know, and it relieves the stress. I mean, I can't I can't say enough how how uh, my friend Lynn Yancha helps out. You know, when I get stressed out and my shoulders end up by my ears and I start getting the migraines due to tenseness in my neck, it helps a lot. All right, last but not least, snack wisely. Okay, packing healthy snacks in your daily bag helps you fight temptation, says New York City registered dietitian Elise Shapiro. Her recommended take-alongs are a piece of fruit, low-fat string cheese, an ounce of nuts, and a whole wheat pita stuffed with turkey, low-fat yogurt, or a granola bar. Look for brands with about 150 calories, no more than 10 grams of sugar, and at least 3 grams of fiber. I usually take at least 2 or 3 of those things. I always have uh, a piece of fruit, string cheese, nuts and like banana chips or something like that just to keep my blood sugar up during the day because the way my schedule is is like it's 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 not it's like this all the time not just during the holiday I sometimes I don't have time to eat and if I don't eat I'm good for nothing during classes so that's so that's it for my health news I guess let's move on to Bob's weird (laughs) news Oh, I've got to bring up something. When Rosie doesn't eat, she becomes a terror on wheels. Yeah. No coffee in the morning, and if she doesn't eat, don't even talk to her. Yeah. Just a hint. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've been Just, there. It's, it's it's hand signals at that point. Like, usually, like, you know, Sifu Bob will come down from upstairs, and I'm, like, straightening up the couch. and But I'm still, like, don't talk to me. Don't make me think type of thing. Don't, you know, don't ask me to solve problems or anything like that. And he'll just go, okay, coffee, and I'll be like, okay. And I'll just kind of, I'll just follow him around like a puppy dog until I get the coffee, and all of a sudden I turn human. <laughs> That's right. And, and be careful of those hand signals because there's only one hand signal you use before your coffee. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> okay, so oh weird news, a drunk man shot when entering the wrong house. I have oh, never had man. that much alcohol. Right. Yeah, been, how drunk been, do you have to be? I, I don't, how drunk do you have to be to enter the wrong house? He didn't just I know. enter the wrong That's house. Crazy. He goes into it. Yeah. In Bensia, California, police say an intoxicated man was shot by a suburban San Francisco homeowner after breaking into a house he thought was his own. The Oakland Tribune <laughs> reports... The man was taken Mm. to an area hospital with injuries that were not life-threatening. He was later identified as 24-year-old True Hatch. Mm -hmm. Hatch told police he believed he was at the right house in Benicia, a a suburb of northern San Francisco. uh, Then he went on to say he thought he had locked himself out after a night of drinking. But please say Habs doesn't live in the city. <laughs> he doesn't even live in the city. <laughs> he doesn't even live. Wait, 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 wait. How do you go home if you if you're in the wrong city? That's what I want to know. 
Oh my I gosh! Know, this, this just got really weird. Or Benicia <laughs> Police Lieutenant Mike Green says the 66-year-old homeowner shot Hatch once in the torso early Wednesday. Oh. Police are not pursuing criminal charges against the homeowner who told police, police officers he acted in self-defense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. I, I don't believe wow. in self-defense because the guy was unarmed. Well, I don't, I don't know. I mean, it kind of depends. It's kind of like, you know, it, it's kind of like in, in, you know, other altercations like out on the street. You know, you don't really know unless, you know... Well, out on the street, it's a little bit different, maybe, because, you know, there's a little bit more. You might have, like, another second of reaction time to assess the situation, but, like, in the middle of the night when it's dark, you're half asleep. Right. Someone's rooting around in your house. You know, you, you don't know. And, you know, personally, me personally, I, I've got, like, sticks and blades and, you know, and a you know, little, and a little, like, uh, little uh 22 pistol in my headboard and it's kind of like if i you know if i come out and i see someone strange walking around in my house you know after i say who's that if they turn toward me and i I see something i'm gonna shoot them you know they're in my house and yeah it's you know because it's it's weird but man how do you okay folks how do you (laughs) go home when you're in a different city, what the hell did he tell the cab driver? I hope he didn't drive home. <laughs> I, I know. Can you? It wasn't like he was breaking into a house that he lived next door to and got the wrong house. Right. I can he see got the that wrong house. house in a different city. <laughs> that's, that's crazy. Oh my goodness. Oh, all right. Well, that, that's weird. All right. Well, let's that, move on. That was weird. Entertainment news. Yay, yay. So Ray Rice and then fiance, I hope I you know, I hope this caught base right. I don't think it did. But mm. uh Ray Rice and then fiance Jane A. Palmer were handcuffed the night of their Atlantic City elevator fight and even kissed each other in an elevator as police escorted them out of the casino. Oh my the surveillance God. video posted by ABC News shows cops seated with Ray J and Janae at separate tables in the in the Revel Hotel and Casino. After one minute into the video, police start to walk Ray and Janae out. They put them both together in the same elevator. Remember, this isn't long after Ray after Ray knocked out Janae in an elevator. Both Ray and Janae were arrested for assault charges, but charges were quickly dropped against Janae. <clears throat> oh, my so God. I guess, okay. I guess they, they think she, she she's in the defense mode, and and her fiancé knocked her ass out. Well, you know, okay, Ray Rice. Okay, so Ray knocks out Janae in an elevator, like I think it was like a, a couple weeks or a week before, or something like that, right? Something like that, and, yeah. Yeah, and then, like, and then when the police are escorting them out, they're, like, being all huggy-kissy. It's kind of like, man, Janae, girl, this is this is abuse. I would have I left a long time ago, you know. If a guy ever <laughs> raised his fist to me, that's it. Well, I'd hit back, but... <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, you'd be, you'd beat him senseless. And then you'd have Cheryl come over, and then she'd beat him senseless. 
I'd I'd be kicking teeth in, boy. I tell you what, it's kind of like, it's like you know, get the heck out. You know, and a friend of mine, a friend of mine had a discussion about this yesterday too. It's the other way around, also, right? Because I, I have a I, I have a friend that was the was the victim of an abusive relationship and was severely abused by his wife. I mean, you know, controlling all the stereotypical controlling, you know, abusive male behavior was, in, you know, was in his ex-wife. And I asked him the same thing that everyone else asks. Why did you stay? And, you know, from his, from his, uh, from his response, it kind of hinted at because one, I signed a paper, you know, that pretty much said till death do us part. And two, you know, she's a woman. And I said, that makes no freaking difference, man. She raises her fist to you. You're gone. You're gone. I don't care if she's a woman. Get out of there. You don't deserve to be abused. You know, it's not yeah, just a man-woman thing. But you know, the weird thing was, if if she if he would have defended himself against an abusive person, he probably still would have been up going to jail because he's a guy. Exactly, and that, and that's what he brought up. He's like, you know, if I hit her back then I would go to jail. I'm like, yeah, that's true. But, you know, you still have proof that, you know, she's checking your email, she's checking your phone, she's, you know, I mean, opening your mail and telling you not to go here, not to go there, even even telling you who to invite to your birthday. You can't even choose who to invite to your birthday party. What the hell, dude? I mean, it's better now. I mean, they're divorced and he's happy and, you know, and stuff like that, but it's like, wow, you know, it's like, oh my God, get the get the heck out, folks. If you're in a in an abusive relationship, get out. But the, it's easier said than done, you know. It's it's easier for an outside person to say get out, but when you're in it, you know, um, you're in what's called what some friends of mine called the nom, which is short for Vietnam, right? You just kind of become numb. To, to some things and it, there could be chaos going on around you people's limbs are being blown off and stuff like that and you just kind of become numb to it and it doesn't come back to you until later been there done that and uh you know take care folks oh my gosh anyway stuff like that kind of pisses me off but anyhow let's move on to something a little less depressing we've got oh yeah let's yeah let's, let's do that let's recap the year unfortunately we've lost um, a lot of great celebrities and well-known throughout this year. So, uh, Sifu Bob, can you give us a rundown on the wonderful people that have passed away this year? Well, starting off with one of my favorites was Robin yeah. Williams, Joan Rivers, mm-hmm. James Garner, Philip Seymour Hoffman, Carol Ann Susie, and if you're not familiar with who she was, she played the mother on uh, uh, Big Bang Theory. All you ever heard, all you ever heard from her was her voice. You you never saw her. Uh, Lauren oh. Bacall was oh, lost so in August. Uh, Harold Ramis from the Ghostbuster movies. Mm. Of course, uh, from the Brady Bunch, Ann B. Davis. Oh. The voice of radio, Top Forty Countdown, uh, Casey Kasem. Mm-hmm. Ex uh, Washington D.C. Mayor Marion Barry. Uh, Shirley Temple, you know, it was Aww. weird about Shirley Shirley Temple because she's been she was Shirley Temple Black, but mm-hmm. I could I could I could uh, I couldn't write Black. I just said Shirley Temple. 
She's sure, mm-hmm. She'll always be Shirley Temple to me. Exactly, exactly. She'll always be known as Shirley Temple, the the little princess. That's that that was uh, one of my favorite movies, especially during the Christmas season. Oh yeah, I mean, and on the Rose Parade, she was the Grand Marshal for the fiftieth and the one hundredth Rose Parade. Wow, wow. Uh, we also lost Sid Caesar. Oh my gosh. David Brenner, which was wait, the wait, old... wait, David Brenner. Yes, we lost. When was that? Uh, that was about eight months ago, and I, I oh, was shocked, and I did not think he was that old. He was in I his didn't... late seventies. I wow, what happened? I I don't know. It I remember report. You know, he used to co- he used to host. Uh, uh, oh, the Tonight Show when when Carson was out sometimes before. Uh, yeah. Came along. Yeah. That, of course, that was a long time ago. We lost mm-hmm. uh, Mickey Rooney. Mm. Uh, Marsha Strassman from uh, Welcome Back Hotter. Yeah. Oh. Misash Taylor from uh, Designing Women. Oh, man. That's too bad. Help me out with this one because I can't remember the show he was on. Ephraim Zimbalist. He was on. Um... Oh, I wanted to say Dragnet. It's not Dragnet. It's um, it wasn't Dragnet. It was after it was that. some FBI movie, some FBI um, uh, series in the 1960s. Um, oh, I forgot what it was. I used to watch it like every like I Thursday or something like that with my dad. Um, I'm looking it up right now. Uh, and uh, he's got a be- beautiful actress daughter, Stephanie Zimbalist. Uh, she played on a few shows. Mm-hmm. In the 90s. Did you find it? Um, I'm going to. Let's see here. Um, TV series. Gotta love Wikipedia. I know it was like some... F- yeah, it's just called The FBI. That was it? That yeah, that was it. Right. Yeah, wow. The FBI. And um, he was also in 77 Sunset Strip. Um, and he was a recurring character named Dandy Jim Buckley in the in the series Maverick, and he was the voice behind um, the character Alfred Pennyworth, the butler in Batman, the animated series, and uh, he also <clears throat> was the voice of Doctor Octopus in the 1990 Spider-Man cartoon series, and Justin Hammer from the uh, second season of the 1994 Iron Man cartoon series. So, wow. Yeah, the FBI. That was it. Wow. Yeah. We also lost Russell Johnson, the professor uh, on Gilligan's Island. Yeah, he lived out here. <laughs> he oh, lived did out he really? Here. Yeah, he did. Wow. I, I could have sworn he either lived on Bainbridge, or Bainbridge Island or Vashon Island. I think it was Bainbridge Island. It was somewhere out, out here, not too far away. Either way, you know, either island is only about an hour outside of Seattle. So, right, yeah. Right, right. Uh, we lost John Panay, which you don't know the name, but you recognize him. Big, big guy, funny guy. Uh, we lost Don Pardo, the voice of The Price is Right, and many game shows. Oh, man. Uh, Bob Hastings. We lost Ruben Kincaid from uh, Partridge Family. Oh. Dave Madden. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that sucks. Uh Charles Keating. 
And the last one, who framed Roger Rabbit detective Bob Hoskins. Oh, all of those, all of those people will be greatly missed. And you know, a lot of yes, those people brought a lot of great entertainment and humor um, into our lives, and, and music, and uh, just. It's just so sad, and it's a it's a reminder also to our martial arts friends out there that you know our our pioneers of the martial arts are getting older, and unfortunately, as much as we want them to be around forever, they're not going to be around forever. So keep your mind open, folks. Um, that you know that's one of the things that me and Sifu Bob really want to get across during this show is keep your mind open, learn from whoever you can, whenever you can. You know, even though it's not of your own style, you can learn from anything to add to your own repertoire. Well, you know, open your you know mind. What was, do you know what was told? What was said to me last night, and I was like What's taken that? aback by it. I was What's sitting that? next to Frank Dukes. Now, Frank, you know, you know, uh, Alan Woodman was trying to tell him where to sit, and he says, "No, I was next to Robert." And, and Alan says, "Oh, I get it. You now like him more than me." I said, "What do you mean now? He always has." <laughs> So Frank and I are talking, and I, I said, so, Frank, are you going to open up a school in L.A. again? I know your mother's ill, and you're moving back to Seattle. He says, well, I've been thinking about it. You got a school? And I said, no. He says, I think you and I should open up a school together. You know, you should take him up on it. If he's... Now, is he moving up to L.A.? Or well, down to L.A.? Down, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, down, Yeah, because his mother's ill. Uh, okay. But I was taken aback by it because can you imagine Frank Dukes asking you to open up a school with him? I I'd be like, uh, 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 makes me wonder if that's what he wanted to talk to me about. Because <laughs> he's been on me about like you know when I get back from Germany or when I get back from da 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 you know let's talk da 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 da, and I'm like oh okay and he, he was really adamant about it and I just haven't heard back from him because he was always out and I'm like uh. And I know he's got a school just right down the road from mine, but, right, but if he's going to move down it. there, yeah, but if yeah, but he had to close it, so I wonder, huh? But I, you know, I would have been honored, but there's no way, you know, it's hard enough for me to like, you know, run my own gym. Um, but you know, if he's going to offer you that, I think you should do it. Not not necessarily full time, but you know. You know what I mean? It, it, right, right. Yeah, I, think about it, man. Think about it, because it's like, you know. Well, you know, the it, thing with Frank is, you know, his mind moves a million miles an hour. Yeah, it does. So it, he may forget about it next week. I don't know. I thought he was going to forget about, <clears throat> I don't know. I thought he was going to forget about me, but he kept, like, texting me. And I was like, oh, man. So I don't know, you know, just oh. pick his brain about it. Pick his brand. Yeah. If it, you know, think about it. You know, of course, if it's something that you know you you, you think you can fit in part time, or whatever, at least teach a class like maybe twice a week or something like that, and offer you know Jeet Kune Do or Kali or both. You know, as as, as part of a enrichment program for his program because he's got a pretty comprehensive program, uh, a comprehensive curriculum. But you know, um, I'm pretty sure you know you could add a lot of great stuff. To that, so think you know that's just this is just what I'm thinking, man. You know, think about it and like, you know, you know, put a bug in his ear, man, because wow, what a great opportunity, and it's just right there in it L.A. Would, it would be, and I, you know what, I don't think his reputation. You know, you know, people try to scar this man; they try to ruin him all right. the time. 
But I don't right. think his reputation. I don't think his reputation has been damaged uh, hard enough for him not to be successful in whatever he does. Well, right. You know, I mean, and it's like I understand that there are haters out there. Right. Um, there's always going to be haters in any organization like, oh, he doesn't teach real ninjutsu. Oh, he never really learned under a real person. You know what? But somehow he managed to gain some skill somehow, you know, and I know for a fact that even though he, you know, might not have a title of Hanchi given to him by a teacher or something like that, you know, we got to keep in mind, though, that traditionally titles are given to you by the community not necessarily you give yourself a title you know and we heard we heard from him himself he he admitted you know what i was never given a title you know i don't call me sensei cuz i'm really not he said at that one interview with him right um, right you know and then he came up with that you know title shidoshi and now everyone's using it <laughs> And it's like, oh, okay, you know, and and to all the haters out there, it's kind of like, why waste the energy trying to bring someone else down when you could just be placing that same energy improving your own art? Shut the heck up. And that's all I gotta say. That's I'm not gonna jump on exactly. the uh, not gonna jump on the soapbox anymore because that's a different show. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, and he, and he claimed to be, you know, to, to do spec ops and all this for the military. I never doubted it because I don't know. I wasn't there. But exactly. Alan Woodman was. Alan Woodman, I swear to God, you told this story last week. Alan Woodman was on a train with Frank. The train stopped, made an unscheduled stop. Uh, two government agents gone on the train. Stopped mm-hmm. the train just to see if he was on it. Just to see if and Frank was on it? Him. Just to see if Frank, if it was truly Frank Dukes was on the train. That's what made his name. Are you serious? <laughs> now, I have somebody that I know that was actually there that died. So it's not like Frank telling me and I'm going, yeah, right, Frank, whatever. No, yeah. there was one of my friends was actually there when this happened. Yeah. Wow. So How it's cool like, if you're not there and don't know, shut up. <laughs> well, yeah. You know, and it's like, and, and okay, I am going to jump on the soapbox for another minute. You know, what really makes me sad is that people within the whole, you know, system of ninjutsu are even trying to discredit him, right? I mean, it's right. like, okay, now we see this in every art. I mean, in karate, there's infighting, you know, within the same style, right? Um, it, it's, it's, it's horrendous. And it just goes back to that quote that I heard on the radio some months ago. I forgot what the guy's name was. He was talking about politics. And he says, you know how politics happen? It's when a group of people within an organization lose sight of the original vision of the founder of the organization. Right? And they start uh-huh. putting their own impressions and their own opinions into translating what they think the vision is of the founder. Now, if a martial arts practitioner is like, let's say, you know, five generations removed from the founder, right? Then, right. Of course, it's like playing telephone. You know, the message gets kind of skewed the farther down it goes, right? Um, 
and you know, and then you get ego thrown into it. Who's the best ninjutsu or who's the best karate? Who's the best kung fu, MMA, whatever? And then you get like people trying to like uh, get other people on the bandwagon to agree with what, with what they agree with. And now you've got people talking against anyone else that disagrees. So that's what I think is going on with people that try to discredit other people. It's like just you know, if you weren't there, shut up. Now, the biggest argument, though, is people will say, well, we did research and Frank was never in the Army or whatever he claimed he was in, right? And, he, you know, there's right. no there's no proof, there's no this, there's no that, and blah, 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 blah. And it's kind of like, really? You're really going to, you know, I mean, of course, I see I see that, you know, legitimate soldiers, uh, soldiers and, and military people will want to research, you know, to prevent that stolen valor, you know what I mean? Um, but for the most part, you know, the, the military people that have done research on him will just say, yeah, he doesn't, will just say, well, we didn't find anything. They don't go out of their way to try to slander his name. They don't go out of their way to try to go, yeah, he's full of shit. You know what I mean? Or anybody else, you know, this goes on all over the place and it's kind of like, come on folks, don't waste that energy to cut someone else's line. Use that energy to extend your own line. Come on, folks. Okay, I'm off the soapbox. I could go on forever with that. Let's move on. <laughs> We're sorry to see all those celebrities that have passed away. All right. So um, next on our list is our Wayback Machine. This day in history, December 21st. Let's turn on the time machine. This day in history. Let's go way back to the year 1620. This day in 1620, the Mayflower reached Plymouth, Massachusetts after a 63-day voyage. Pilgrims aboard the Mayflower went ashore for the first time at present-day Plymouth. Now, (laughs) check this out. The crew of the ship did not have enough beer to get to Virginia and back to England. So they dropped the pilgrims off at Plymouth Rock to preserve their beer stock. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> this is no joke. <laughs> Plymouth Rock was discovered because the, the guys on the boat just wanted their beer. Oh, my gosh. All right. Let's move up in years, a couple couple hundred years to 1861. President Lincoln signed the legislation establishing the Medal of Honor. The medal was first first authorized for sailors and Marines, and the following year for soldiers as well. In 1898, December 21st, French scientists Pierre and Marie Curie discovered two elements that they later named radium and polonium. 1913. December 21st, the first crossword puzzle was created by Arthur Wynne, the English-born New York journalist, and it was published in the New York World. Let's move on to 1937. December 21st, Walt Disney's Snow White and the Seven Dwarves premiered as the first feature-length color and sound cartoon. And last but not least, 1968, December 21st, Apollo 8 with astronauts Borman, Lavelle, and Anders was launched on the first mission to orbit the moon. And that's it for the Wayback Machine. Let's turn it off. Well, let's do this real quick. 
It's uh, 11.47. It's a little bit past our half-hour mark that we normally try to take up, but I went on that big ramble about keep your mind open, folks. (laughs) It's uh, 11.47 Pacific Standard Time. Let's take a short break, and when we come back, we're going to talk about Christmas traditions around the world, and if you have a special way that you celebrate the holidays during this season at your home, through your family, or at your martial arts studio, give us a call, 347-677-0699. We already have someone on hold, and we'll get to your call after the break, area code 937. So don't go away, everyone. We'll be right back after this. Hey, MMA fighter Jason Mayhem Miller here. School bullying and cyberbullying statistics are increasingly viewed as an important contributor to youth violence, including homicide and suicide. Let's kick bullying together. Go to we'rekickingit.com. This is Annie Lennox of Eurythmics, or RAD. Please don't drink and drive, and don't drive if someone else has been drinking. Thank you. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Transportation, RAD, the National Association of Broadcasters, and the Ad Council. This is Guru Rocky Twitchell of Citrus Heights, California, and you are listening to the Dynamic Dojo Talk Radio Show. Vikings. We come from different places. Uptown. Downtown. We come to different conclusions. Half empty. Half full. But when we live united, we make a real difference in the building blocks of life. Children succeed in school. Families gain financial stability. The health of our neighbors improves, and suddenly so do our communities. Real change won't happen without you. Live United. So give, advocate, volunteer. Live United. Sign up today at liveunited.org. Brought to you by United Way and the Ad Council. Do you have an idea for a guest or a topic that you'd like to hear on the Dynamic Dojo Talk radio show? You can email your suggestions and ideas to dynamicdojoradiohost at gmail.com or you can also post it on the Dynamic Dojo Facebook page. You're listening to the Dynamic Dojo show with Restita and Robert. Your source for martial arts talk radio. All right. We are back. So if you're just now tuning in, this is Dynamic Dojo Talk Radio with Rosquita and Robert. It's our holiday Sunday brunch show, and we're looking to talk to you, our listeners, about any special traditions that you observe at your home, with your family, or at your martial arts studio during the holiday season. Give us a call, 347-677-0699, or if you don't want to call us, you can use our chat board on the Blog Talk Radio show marquee. Just scroll down a little bit on our Blog Talk Radio show marquee. And that's on Blog Talk Radio, not on Facebook. Um, click uh, click the link there, go to the show marquee, scroll down, and, and hit our chat board. All right, let's go ahead and take a call. I think this might be Sensei Wayne Riley. Sensei Wayne, is this you? Hey, hey, hey. Happy holidays. Hey, happy, happy holidays, Wayne. Sensei Wayne, how you doing? I'm doing great. How about you guys? Really good. We're having doing some well. fun. We're getting ready to have some fun talking about... Uh, Christmas around the world and uh, different traditions at people's uh, homes and dojos. But you know what? 
let's start with Sensei Wayne. How do you how do you celebrate the holidays this time of year? Uh, well, I, I have uh, I usually have my aunt come in from New York. She's uh, uh, out of my my mother and grandmother and and uncles and aunts. She's my only one left. Um, mm-hmm. So she comes in every year. Matter of fact, I'm picking her up on Wednesday, Christmas Eve oh, right this on. year. And uh, normally my sister usually comes in, but this year we had an early Christmas, and she flew us out to Orlando to spend nine days out there with her and my niece. So oh, we kind of had on, a man. crazy tradition started. So now that she lives <laughs> in Orlando, I think we're going to kind of split it up maybe a little bit and uh, every oh, other year on. go there. But uh, we usually have family over on Christmas Day. Um, I usually cook a big dinner and uh, kids and grandkids and cousins and just different ones come over. Right on. Yeah, that's awesome. pretty much what we do, too. We, you know, we, we have to pick which house we're going to have dinner at. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, and I think this year my mom's hoping that my aunt will uh, will volunteer. <laughs> <laughs> Did, did yeah, when, I, when my mom was alive, that's what we used to do. We used to, like, we would one year we'd be at my house, one year at my mom's, one year at my sister's, and we kind of just kind of went around. But now it's just me and my sister and my aunt, and they both live out of state. Um, mm-hmm. So now they get to come to me. <laughs> right on. Now, did, do you guys have any um, special things that you do at your dojo? Do you guys, like, spruce it up or... How do you guys celebrate um, at the dojo? What, whatever the kids want to do, you know. Um, mm-hmm. I let them kind of decide however they want to decorate. Uh, a lot of times they'll take uh, uh, the pictures that we have on the wall and they'll cut out, like, uh, Santa hats and and put put reindeer on, just different things like that on, on some of the mm-hmm. pictures that we have on the wall uh, or hang mm-hmm. up lights. But uh, I don't I don't put up a tree at the dojo. Um, I just let them kind of, you know, just decorate the walls and things like that. And if they want to put up lights, they can, but we don't normally put up a tree at the school. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but. it's uh, at our school, we, we we normally try to put up a, uh, at least a Christmas tree. But, like, since I moved into the new studio, it's just been, like, a daily thing trying to get it uh to get it, like, to where we want it, because we had to start yeah. from just an empty shell, you know? We had to do a lot of building in, and and we just got a new awning the other day. Um, the roof is fried, so, you know, we're working on getting that fixed, and and we haven't had time to get a, a Christmas tree. Um, and we used to have a holiday banquet, potluck banquet, with all the students. We haven't had one in about... Oh my goodness! It's been a long time. I would say about like ten to twelve years. We haven't had one. Oh wow! Because yeah, we used to do the same know, thing. We just did. We haven't had one in the last two years. But yeah, we do the same thing. Everybody carries in like you know, um, with all the different you know ethnic families and stuff. You get a you get a wide range of different types of food and stuff. And of course, I love to eat, and <laughs> uh, I look forward to it. But we haven't had it in two years, and. Uh, I think that's something we may go back to. That's, uh, you know, it just brings everybody, uh, I don't know, food brings people closer together. It does. It does. And and um, I'm a firm believer in that, you know, especially on a potluck, food will tell a lot about that person's personality, right? And Absolutely. It, and, it, and it's so, it's so fun to see what people bring. Like, you know, the last, the last holiday banquet that we had, Someone brought Wiener Schnitzel, and of course my mom <laughs> made adobo, 
and someone brought the old comfort food, you know, the little Smokies and barbecue sauce cooked in a slow cooker, and someone oh, brought, yeah. Uh, yeah, and someone brought uh, an interesting version of spaghetti. It was like, it was like uh, spaghetti noodles with like a cream of mushroom base with really? a little with a little bit of pineapple and you know and you're thinking cream of mushroom Ooh. and pineapple that's gross that doesn't sound bad was, though really it it was really <laughs> good and um yeah it I, I was like oh my god i i have to have this and yeah, i must make this <laughs> <laughs> and it, it really tells you a lot about their personalities and and you know how down to earth how people approach being down to earth and homey you know mm-hmm. what i mean it's it's and, and that's what that's what makes the holidays for me is that coming together in the community yeah. and you know that kind of thing. That's awesome. So listeners out there, we want to hear how you celebrate at your dojo. Give us a call three four seven six seven seven zero six nine nine. But it is Sunday before Christmas, and I know people are very busy. So I don't know how many people are listening live. So what I want to do is just some random. Uh, random talks about Christmas around the world. So I'm going to go ahead and start with Christmas in the Philippines. Um, hey, um, do you guys hear that feedback? Yeah. Yeah, it almost sounds like the applause. Yeah, it does. Let me let me try something really quick. Um, uh, Sensei Wayne, you might hear your mic muted for a second. Let me try something. Okay. Oh, Sensei yes, Wayne, yes. that's your mic. <laughs> is that mine? Oh, yeah, it's your mic, but it's better now. Okay. It's better now. Okay. I'm, so, I'm, I'm going to try to turn it down just a little bit more. Okay. It's better. Is that better? Oh, that's much better. Thank you. Okay. Right. <laughs> I got a new mic, and, oh, and this I is see. actually the okay. first time I get to try it out, so I'm kind of learning about it, so I apologize. Well, that's all right. <laughs> it, it must be really, really good. <laughs> All right, so let's start with Christmas in the Philippines, just mainly because I'm Filipino. Now, <laughs> the Philippines, it's kind of funny. You know, we like to celebrate Christmas for as long as possible. It actually starts around September, <laughs> believe it or oh, not. Oh, really? <laughs> it does. Wow. Now, it does. Well, the you know, little hints of it start in September, but it really doesn't start until October. I was in the Philippines last year in October, and there were literally people, like school kids, going around from business to business singing Christmas carols. Um, and they'll actually start playing Christmas carols in stores and stuff like that in September. Now, the formal Christmas celebrations start around the 16th of December, where people go to the first of nine pre-dawn early morning masses, the last mass. It's on Christmas Day, and the all these Christmas celebrations continue to the first Sunday in January, where the Epiphany or the Feast of the Three Kings is celebrated. Now, over there in the Philippines, the early masses held before Christmas are called Misa de Gallo or Simbangabi in uh, in Filipino. Now. As we know, most Filipi- most Filipinos are Christians, with about 80% of them being Catholics. It's the only Asian country with so many Christians. Because of this, Christmas is the most important holiday in the Philippines. 
December is actually one of the cooler months of the year, quote-unquote, because it never gets cooler. Cooler means 70s, 70s, 80s, as opposed to 90s and triple digits. (laughs) The Philippines only really has two seasons, wet from June to October and dry (laughs) April to May. And uh, December is one of the months, actually, that's in between the wet and dry season. So, you know, it's just cooler and uh, hardly any rain. Um, Christmas customs in the Philippines are a mixture of Western and Native Filipino traditions. So uh, so Filipinos have Santa Claus, Christmas trees, Christmas cards, and Christmas carols from all the Western countries. Uh, We also have our own Christmas traditions, such as the paro, which is a bamboo pole or frame, with a lighted star or lantern on it. It's traditionally made from bamboo strips and colored Japanese paper or cellophane and presents the star in the east that guided the wise men. It's the most popular Christmas decorations in the Philippines. And, boy, I tell you what, the paro can get, like, huge, huge, incredibly huge and and, and very ornate. Now, Christmas Eve is uh, very, very important in the Philippines. Many people stay awake all night into Christmas Day. And uh, during uh, Christmas Eve evening, Christians go to church to hear the last Simbangabi on the Christmas Eve Mass. This is followed by a midnight feast called Noche Buena. And Noche Buena is huge. It's basically a big open house. Okay, you celebrate with your family, um, but friends and neighbors and anyone else can drop in. Just walk through your door and wish everyone a Merry Christmas, and uh, and you eat. It's uh, it's your it's your responsibility as a homeowner to always have food to offer anyone that comes in through your door, even though you don't know them. And most households would have several uh, normal dishes, usual dishes, I shouldn't, I shouldn't say normal, but normal dishes laid out and would normally include lechon, which is a whole roasted pig, ham, uh, various fruit salads, rice cakes, such as uh, bibinka and puto bongbong, which are traditional Christmas foods. And if you've never had bibinka, do it. It's sinful. goes great with coffee. You'll love it. Anyway, um, steamed rice. Um, and many other types of uh, alcoholic drinks. (laughs) 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 Now, the Philippines has eight major languages. And for those that are curious, here's how to say Merry Christmas in some of them. In Tagalog, we would say Maligayang Pasko. In Ilonggo, it's uh, Malipayang Nangapasko. In uh, Subbohanon or Cebuano, it's Maayong Pasko. And in Picolano, they say, Maugmang Pasco. Um, and I think that's it. Oh, nope. In uh, Pangasinan, they say, Maabing Ya Pasco. And, or, um, Magayagan. I can't even say it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to give up on that, and we're going to end with Maabing Ya Pasco. Anyway, um, Now, in 2013, the Philippines were hit by Typhoon Haiyan, and that was the typhoon that I escaped. We barely got out of there before it met met landfall, and thousands of people were made homeless. So a lot of people still today can't celebrate like they used to. So, you know, still remember the Philippines during this time, and many charities like (coughs) Compassion are working in the Philippines to help out people. Um, celebrate Christmas this year. 
So that's it for Christmas in the Philippines. All right. So, hey, Sifu Bob, is uh, the feedback getting better? It sounds better no. on my side. It's, well, it's, it's, oh, I completely took my mic off and just used, oh, I'm just it? on my phone now, yeah. Oh, let me try something else. Hold on a sec. Let's try. Okay, that sounded the same. Okay. One more time, let me try something else. Okay, so some of the feedback's coming from your mic, Bob. It can't be. I'm and, perfect. Yeah, well, it, your mic your mic has a slight echo in it. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, that's okay. It's it's very, very okay. slight. You really have to listen to it. All right, so let's, uh, let's do more Christmas around the world. Let's see. Let's pick... A country. I'll I'll start. Um, how about how about Brazil? Bob, do you have okay, any information about Brazil? You know, it was it was funny because you were mentioning the Philippines, and I thought it was bad that the Chinese took a whole month off for uh, New Year's in February. Yeah, you guys start <laughs> three think... months early. <laughs> yeah. The Chinese don't take a whole month off. They just celebrate for a whole month. <laughs> yeah, that's what I meant. That's what I meant. <laughs> and say, I'm going to China. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Three months, more food for the Philippines, man. You know, more food for us. <laughs> <laughs> I know. And, and well, by the way, you know, you mentioned two two seasons of the Philippines. What's, <clears throat> what, what, like, I know, what's Seattle got wet and snow? Yeah, that's we got wet snow, but you know what? I mean, the reason why we tell everybody that 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 all it does is rain in Seattle is so that way they stay away during spring and summer, because it's the most beautiful time here in Seattle. The mountain is out, all the mountains are out, and it's the perfect time to go visit the mountains, get out into the many forested areas that we have over here, and just camp and have a blast. It's the most beautiful two seasons that we have, and that's why we tell you all. That it, all it does is rain, even in the summer. Stay away. <laughs> Leave it to us. <laughs> you, guys, you guys do something stupid like legalize pot? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, and yeah. Now and now it's getting stupid. There's a. I saw a. Um, we're getting off the subject, but that's okay. Uh, that's what this is all about. Um, I saw a story yesterday about um, uh, uh, a pot dispensary. Uh, there, there's a camera. Uh, some guy in a, in a like a Jason hockey mask, you know, <laughs> breaking in and stealing 24 pounds pot. 24 pounds. You know the street value on that? It's like <laughs> it's crazy, and it's kind of like you know, no matter what. You know, you make it legal no matter what. Crime, crime is gonna happen. You know? Oh yeah. People breaking into like liquor stores and stealing liquor. I mean, I, I mean, I, you know, it's like I don't stuff. I guess it just makes it easier for the people that that actually have a legitimate use for it, and that's what I support. People that have yes, a legitimate absolutely, use absolutely. Yeah, and you know what? Getting a getting a, and I'm gonna put this out for all the. Stoners out there. Uh, yeah, for all the stoners out there that just say, "Oh my gosh, I have pain in my in my elbow," because I'm. 
going out and seeing a fake doctor to get a fake green mm-hmm. card, basically. Yo, that's what I gotta say. Y'all are stupid. If you don't legitimately have a legitimate medical use for it, like if you don't have glaucoma, if you don't have chronic pain, if you don't have fibromyalgia, if you don't, you know, just get it the usual way. You know what I mean? I'm serious. Don't go through the legal system because, I mean, you know, it just, well, get it the usual way and just know that you won't get pulled over if you have less than an ounce. But, you know, don't get a green card just because, oh, my gosh, my hair hurts. Give me a break. It makes it. You know, I know I know a lot of people in Michigan that do that same thing. Right. You know, they've got an ingrown toenail. You know, let me let me go get a card. (laughs) My my son, when my son got on pot, my son did that exact same thing. Uh, Really? Told him he had told the doctor he had insomnia because because I saw the card. I saw they gave him they gave him like an eight and a half by eleven certificate and a card. (laughs) (laughs) And you do realize to this day, other than him doing it, do you know what really pissed me off beyond no end? What's that? I found the doctor's address programmed into my GPS. That means that little bastard took my car. <laughs> you know what? You know what I love about you, Sibu Bob is you speak your mind, and it is hilarious. <laughs> that little bastard. <laughs> You know why he's up all night and has insomnia? Because he's smoking too much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I wonder if that means he's driving your vehicle stone to go to the doctor to get him a new car to get him some more weed. I oh, got into weed. my car, and that car reeked like weed. And, and I he'll get there really, apart. really, really slow because you know what happens when you drive when you drive. <laughs> you will stop and wait for four-way stops to turn green. <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God. <laughs> and uh, hey, Rusty, how would you yep. know? You know. Oh. I, <laughs> You know, when I was in my twenties, I, I, you know, I, yeah, when I was in my twenties, we all did, we all did. Yeah, when I was in my twenties, and I'll, and I'll tell another funny story. Since it's Christmas, I was helping, uh, Guru Cheryl, my business partner, and all of our other roommates, uh, trim the tree for Christmas, and uh, I, gosh, you know, I hope all of my, I hope all of my martial arts colleagues and my students don't think I'm bad for this, but it's going to happen. <laughs> And in his twenties, it's bound to happen. And you know, I oh yeah, you know, we all did. You know, when you turn twenty-one, you like drink under the table and end up with hangovers. We all did it. You know, at least here in the United States. Well, anyway, we were doing knife hits the whole day, and uh, we got done trimming the tree, and we were so excited. Okay, let's plug it in. So I'm like, I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> So I had to get two female ends of an extension cord together going, 
What the hell is going on? <laughs> oh my God. And all of, and all of the rest of us is like, uh, I see you still picked up the mail end of, of the corner. <laughs> right this one. Right this one. Maybe this one will work. Oh, okay. Click. Yay. And no one really said anything. Until at until you know Christmas Day. <laughs> you know what? So, you tried to plug in two female ends together, and you we let you do it for five minutes, and we were all laughing inside. And, and <laughs> That's <laughs> we hilarious. We tell you now. So <laughs> oh my god! Oh. Okay, so yeah, that was my, you know, green Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> well, since we're on this subject, uh, when I lived in Detroit many, many years ago, um, we went over, a, a friend of mine was introducing me to another guy, and he says, now listen, he said, this guy's pretty eccentric. He says, you know, because they know me. I mean, I, I I don't care who you are. I have to laugh at you, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but it's just me. We go into his yeah. house. I kid you not. He has this pot plant that's like five foot tall. He's got lights on that tree. And he's got bones hanging off of that tree. Oh, my God. <laughs> it was a bones plant. <laughs> he's got a Christmas Hot tree. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I'm dreaming of a stone. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. I always have. I could not believe my eyes. I could not believe. I said, "You have got to be kidding me!" And he's like, That's "What, funny. dude?" I'm like, That's "You got a you got a pot plant, but it's decorated like a Christmas tree." He's like, "Yeah, but it's cool, ain't it?" <laughs> It'll make it harder for the cat to sit in it. That's for sure. (laughs) (laughs) Or they'd be attracted to it like catnip. (laughs) Right? Oh, my gosh. Can you imagine if someone broke into his house? You know, they came in and stole my Christmas tree, man. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Well, you know, back on the Christmas, the Christmas subject still, but with that, did you read the thing that there was just a a post on Yahoo just um, two, three days ago uh, about people are pretty upset in one of the the Colorado towns there. One of the dispensaries is decorated with, you know, Santa Claus is holding a joint and the reindeers are (laughs) are sitting there and they've got their smoking joints or bongs or whatever. And there was a big uproar over that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's funny. All right. Well, let's move on to Christmas around the world. We're having people Bob Bob tell us about Brazil. Let's hear about Brazil. (laughs) Many Brazilian Christmas traditions come from Portugal as Portugal ruled Brazil for many years. Nativity scenes, known as Principio, are very popular. They are set up in churches and homes all through December. Rossi, hear hear the theme for this? Christmas month, December, not September. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Still more food in the Philippines. It's our excuse for more food, man. It's our excuse for more food. (laughs) That is one type of food I've never had the opportunity to try. 
What, Filipino it's, or Brazilian? Filipino food, yeah. Dude, I know I see a lot of the dishes that, like, when you post on there that your their your mom is cooked. I'm like, oh my god, this stuff looks oh so good. Oh my gosh! If you ever, 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 you know, come up to Seattle for something, you know, get with me because I will take you to some of the best Filipino restaurants in the city, man. <laughs> that sounds cool. You know, yeah. I, I, I I have a couple goals set over the next year to, to a year and a half is to. I want to get out and, and, you know, meet you guys both face-to-face and, and get an opportunity to train with you and, and hang out and just see how you are in person because you guys are awesome, awesome Aww. on the radio. <laughs> Aw, thank you. Well, yeah, we want to meet well, you too. Yes, well, well, Rusty's really tall and I look like Brad Pitt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, did I do that out loud? <laughs> that, was, that was the courtesy laugh. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> right. Back to Brazil. Chris's play is called Los Pastores. These shepherds, like like the plays in Mexico, are also popular. In the Brazil, in the Brazilian versions of the play, there's also traditionally a shep shepherdess. And also a woman who tries to steal the baby Jesus. What? Most people. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What? Well, I mean, I mean it's so, cool about the shepherd. <laughs> a woman that tries to steal the baby Jesus. Yeah, they, they turn that story into kidnapping. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. Oh, All man. Right. Oh. All right. <laughs> Most popular, especially with the Catholics, will we'll go to a midnight mass service or Misa, Dugalo, Mass of the Rooster. Oh my God! Do you know what I could? Oh man, I could that that <laughs> what I could have just said. You're lucky, my <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm missing something. Misa de Gallo, Misa de Gallo. By the way, Mass of the Rooster. What what, what I. Wait, Miss. Do I have to say Misa de Gallo wrong for me to get it? No, no. See, Wayne got it. That's why he was laughing. <laughs> <laughs> went right over my head. Went right over my head. <laughs> Gee, that's. Uh, so just text uh, me. Just text me. Anyway, the mask formally. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, the mask. The, the mask normally finishes about 1 a.m. On Christmas Day, people might go to the ch- go to church again, but this time the services are often in the afternoon. After the ma- ma- Misa de Gallo, they, there are often big fireworks displays, and in in big towns, whoops, ha, don't do that. Okay, there it is. My, my phone went, went longer for a minute. Uh, okay. In big cities, there there are big Christmas trees shaped d- displays of electric lights. Let me read that again. Yeah, big Christmas tree shaped. Uh, <laughs> so they do that a lot in the city where they, they'll take a uh, – Glendale has that, L.A. has it, where on a building they'll take a long pole, put a pole together, mm-hmm. and then just string lights diagonally. So when when it's done, it looks like a big tree. Oh, cool. Right on, yeah, yeah. That's cool. Uh, in Brazil, Santa Claus is called Popeya. Noel and born 
<laughs> and bomb. Oh yeah, right. Bombelino, <laughs> bombelino. A good old, which means good old man. Yeah. Many Christmas cost customs are similar to the ones in the USA and the UK. Sometimes children leave a sock near a window. If Papa Noel finds your sock, he'll exchange it for a present. Hey, that's sort of cool. Taking that is part cool. in a secret Santa known as Amigo Secret Secreto, Secret Friend, is popular in Brazil at in Brazil at Christmas. It is traditional to give small gifts all through December using a pretend name. Oh. On Christmas Day, people reveal who their amigo <laughs> Secreto was. It's a, you know, that's oh, really cool. cool. That, that is, is really cool. cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, the most popular Christmas song in Brazil is Noete Felix, Silent Night. Oh, cool. Favorite Christmas foods in Brazil include pork, turkey, ham, rice, and salad, pork and fresh dried fruits, Brazil nuts, which would make sense. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> what is that? <laughs> what, Brazil I think it's nuts? a kind of bread. Panettone? I think it's a type of bread. I don't know. You know, I've, I've never, ever since uh, my wife put mine in her purse, I don't I don't eat nuts too often. What, Brazil nuts? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Have you had any coffee today, Rusty? I have. <laughs> you, it's not working. Panettone. <laughs> <laughs> I was making I was just making a making a, a, a reference to the nuts part, but anyway. So was I. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway. I keep attaching that to the beginning of that part of the conversation. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh. Oh. Thanks, you Bob. <laughs> I know, right? Um, All right, well, let's pick another. Let's pick another country. Uh, Sensei Wayne, why don't you just randomly pick a country? Uh, let's see, uh, Germany. Germany. Okay, let's see if I can find Germany here. Okay, Germany. All right, the big part of Christmas in Germany is Advent. Several different types of Advent calendars are used in German homes as well as a traditional one made of card that is used in many countries. There are ones made out of wreath of fir tree branches. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Robert just sent me a text explaining the whole Miso de Gallo thing. <laughs> now you see what we're laughing at? Yeah. <laughs> if, Once if again, thanks, Seafood Bob. <laughs> Think of this, folks, Mass of the Rooster. It just, I can't believe I didn't get it. It just popped up. The text popped up on my screen. I was like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, Okay. Okay, I left off at the uh, Christmas uh, Christmas box. 
Um, or advent calendars. Okay. As well as the traditional traditional uh, advent calendars made of card, there are ones made out of sheets of fir tree branches with 24 decorated boxes or bags hanging from it. Each box or bag has a little present in it. Another type is called an advent kranz, which is a ring of fir branches which has four candles on it. This is like the advent candles that are sometimes used in churches. One candle is lit at the beginning of each week of Advent. Um, can I do Can I do this real quick? Um, I'm gonna mute your mic for just a second, uh, Sensei Wayne. Go ahead. Okay. Um, now, for I just missed the caller, so caller, if you'd like to call in, if you want to join the conversation, please press one. So that way I know that you're in our caller queue and want to speak with us directly. Otherwise, I'm just going to think that you're calling in to listen. All right? So please call back. All right. <clears throat> Christmas trees are very important in Germany. They were first used in Germany during the Middle Ages. If there are young children in the house, the trees are usually secretly decorated by the mother of the family. The Christmas tree was traditionally brought into the house on Christmas Eve. And in some parts of Germany, during the evening, the family would read the Bible and sing Christmas songs such as O Tannenbaum, Ihr Kinderlein Comet, did I say that right? And Still Nacht, Silent Night. I I know I butchered that, but I tried my best. <laughs> you did. Now, now, correct me if I'm wrong, wasn't Santa Claus, didn't Santa Claus originate in Germany? You know, I don't. No, I had I I'd heard stories that the the uh, the story of Old Saint Nick I forgot the German term for it <clears throat> um, or Saint Nicholas um, Nicklaus um, or Sinterklaus. There we go, Sinterklaus originated in Germany, um, but I don't know if if it if the uh, the legend and the story actually um, started from there. Um, I, I think it did because a lot of old prints of this Sinterklaus, um, he wore long robes, much like a bishop. It had had a long white beard, <clears throat> wore a bishop's hat um, or a priest's hat, and uh, he would be that 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 saint that would go around and you know bring gifts to uh, to children in their shoes or something like that. Or maybe that's maybe that's Holland. I don't remember, but. Anyhow, so yeah, I think I think Germany. Um, now, Christmas Eve is the main day where Germans exchange presents with their families, and in German, uh, "Merry Christmas" is. I'm really going to 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 butcher this. It's "Frohe Weihnachten." Did I say that right? "Frohe Weihnachten." <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, sounds good to me. Sure. Yeah, yeah, sounds good to me too. Somebody, somebody, call and correct me. I, I'm no good at German. Germany is well known for its Christmas markets, where all sorts of Christmas foods and decorations are sold. Perhaps the most famous famous German decorations are glass ornaments. The glass ornaments were originally hand blown glass, and were imported in the USA in the 1880s by the Wool Woolworth stores. I remember Woolworth. The legend of the glass Christmas pickle, quote-unquote, is famous in the USA, but it's that. It's a legend. Most people in Germany have never heard of the Christmas pickle. <laughs> All right. Um, Santa Claus, or Father Christmas, they're a white Noxman, 
brings the presents on December 24th. You might also write a letter to uh, Weihnachtsmann in other parts of Germany. December 6th is St. Nicholas Day, um, or Der Nikolaus, um, uh, and he brings small gifts, such as sweets and chocolate to children. He comes in the night between the 5th and 6th and puts the presents in the shoes. Oh, I was right about the shoes. He puts the presents into the shoes of the children, who usually place them by the doors the previous evening. In some reason, regions of Germany, there is a character called Neck Ruprecht, or Krampus, who accompanies uh, uh, St. Nicholas on the 6th of December. He is a big horned monster clothed in rags and carries a birch. He will punish the children who are bad and will give them a birch as a as their present. He is usually the one who scares the little children. In other parts of Germany, St. Nicholas is followed by a small person called a Schwarzer Peter, Black Peter, who carries a small whip. Black Peter also accompanies St. Nicholas or Sinterklaas in Holland. In uh, northwest Germany, Santa is joined by Belsnickel, a, a man dressed in all fur. So some people say that Santa Claus, um, Weihnachtsmann, brings the presents and come say, and some say it's the Christkind or the Christ child. Christkind. There we go. Christkind. Anyhow, um, there's more to this, but we'll we'll leave it at that. <laughs> All right. Let's bring up Wayne's mic again because, oh, there's Wayne again. <laughs> hey. Hey. Awesome. <laughs> Let's see. Um, let's um <laughs> Bob <laughs> <laughs> I can only imagine. I he sent you a text, didn't he? He did, he did. You know, and this is why I want to have a live video feed to go with our to go with oh, our that would be uh, so cool. It would. You know, I wanna find a way to to uh simulcast a live video feed because you know, a lot of the jokes that we do and a lot of the uh, a lot of the stuff that goes on be- between me and Bob during uh during a show, you know, to 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 see this to see the text pop up on my computer screen while I'm reading, it just keeps <laughs> Black Peter. <laughs> you know, I heard you laughing while I was reading that. So. <laughs> I did too. Yeah. Let's I'm glad my mic was muted because I was dying over here. <laughs> well, she said Christmas pickle with Black Peter. I was cracking up. And she was just so calm. You know, it just she just went right through it. I had, of course, to, I had to add to it. I'm texting her. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I kept it together. I did. I kept it together because when I was reading it, I wanted to die inside. But <laughs> oh my gosh, this is why we need a a, a a a video feed because I can actually look at the camera and and point at the camera. <laughs> you know, doesn't Skype have something that? Uh... That you yeah. could use for that too, yeah. in, in, yeah, in, you know, in accordance with it. You know, I'm trying to figure out a way to to do that because the only way I could do that on Skype is to add everybody through Skype itself. Right. But then that means I wouldn't be able to like control, you know, who calls in the board. I mean, people can call in the board, but then the Skype feed wouldn't hear it, so it'd be right. kind of useless. So I'm trying to figure out a way to do that because I'd love to do a simulcast because that, that's really kind of well, funny. Well, I will be on a mission for you to figure that out and give you a hand. 
Yeah, yeah, that would that that would be awesome. You know, either that or or I use a different server. But I I like Blog Talk Radio. Um, anyway, let's go to Ethiopia. In Ethiopia, and especially the Ethiopian Orthodox Church, they still use the old Julian calendar. So they celebrate Christmas on January 7th, not on December 25th. The Christmas celebration at the Ethiopian Orthodox Church is called Ghana. Most people go to church on Christmas Day. Most people fast on Christmas Eve, which is actually January 6th for them. At dawn on the morning of Ghana, people get dressed in white. Most people wear a traditional garment called a shama. It's a thin white cotton piece of cloth with brightly colored stripes across the end. It's worn like a toga. If you live in a big town or city, you might wear Western clothes. Early Ghana mass starts at 4 a.m. The Ethiopian capital city is Addis Ababa. It's a modern city, and most people who live outside the big cities live in round houses made of mud plaster mud plastered walls. Um, I don't know what that has to do with what we're, what we're talking about, but that's, that's oh, this is why the design of the Ethiopian church is similar to the houses out in the suburbs. In the country, they are often very old and have been carved out of rock. In the cities, modern churches are built in three circles, each within the others. The choir sings from the outer circle. Everyone who goes to church for the Ghana celebrates, um, uh, celebrates and is given a candle. The people walk around the church three times in a solemn procession holding the candles. Then they go to the second circle to stand during the service. The men and boys are separated from the women and girls. The center circle is the most important and holy place in the church, and that is where the priest receives the Holy Communion or Mass. It's also a tradition that one of the wise men who visited Jesus came from Ethiopia. So that's one of the beliefs that uh, one of the uh, uh, three kings came from Ethiopia. At the time of Ghana, the men and boys play a game that is also called Ghana. It is played with a curved stick and a round wooden ball, a bit like hockey. Traditional Christmas foods in Ethiopia include kwat, which is a thick and spicy stew that contains meat, vegetables, and sometimes eggs. Uh, wat is eaten with a plate of injera, um, on a plate of injera, which is a, a flatbread. And the pieces of injera are used as an edible spoon to scoop up the stew, uh, which is really good. I love Ethiopian food. I have Ethiopian food at least uh, once, once a week or um, twice a month. And absolutely love it. You know, if you like eating with your hands, then Ethiopian food is for you. Um, Twelve days after Ghana, on the 19th of January, Ethiopians starts a three-day celebration of Kimkat. It, celebra- it celebrates the baptism of Jesus. Children walk to church services in a procession. They wear crowns and robes of the church youth group that they belong to. Um, the adults wear the shama. And the priests wear red and white robes and carry embroidered, fringed umbrellas. Musical instruments are also a part of the Timcott procession. The sistrum is a percussion uh, percussion instrument with tinkling metal discs, a bit like a vertical tambourine. And then a uh, makamiya, which is a long T-shaped prayer stick, um, is used to keep the rhythm and is also used by the priests uh, as, um, used by the priest as an instrument and a stick to lean on during the long Timcott church service. So that's a little bit about. Um, about the uh, Ethiopian way that they celebrate. Hey, Let's Rusty, take a look did, did I ever did I ever tell you the the uh, cruel uh, website address I came up for a dating site? 
No, what's that? <laughs> it's it's called it's called veganmeat.com. <laughs> no. <laughs> Vegan's meat. Oh my god. <laughs> Really? No, no. Why are, you, why are you looking for dating sites? What's going on? <laughs> Anyhow, let's go, to the, let's go to the phone lines. We've got area code 304. 304, just, just press 1 to be in the caller queue. 304, you're on Dynamic Dojo. Who's this? Merry Christmas, guys. This is Chelsea Harvey from West Virginia. Oh, hey. How are you? I'm doing good. How are you doing, dear? I'm doing pretty good. Hey, good. Tell us about how you celebrate Christmas. Well, uh, we actually, the whole family, we get together for like two big days. Like, we'll, we'll separate it. We'll do like our main family stuff. And then like for people that can't make it, we'll have like a two-day thing. Mm-hmm. You know, like with our grandmother or something. Oh, cool. Awesome. Very cool. Now, do you take martial arts also? We're doing pretty good. We're doing pretty good. Now, you know, I could have sworn, you know, I'm sorry, but I was getting a little bit of feedback. This is Chelsea, right? Uh, This is Justin Harvey from West Virginia. Oh, I'm sorry, Justin. I thought you said Chelsea. Oh, my God. No, 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 sweetie. This is Justin Harvey from West Virginia. Yeah, hi, Justin. So for all our listeners out there, this is Justin Harvey. He is the host of the Justin Harvey Show. Um, can you tell us a little bit about, uh, before we move on, can you tell us a little bit about your show real quick, Justin? Oh, I, absolutely. Well, um, my show is basically martial arts, I, um, but I also give it a twist. I also promote uh, martial arts and movies. So, I mean, I've had, you know, Cynthia Rothrock, Don the Dragon Wilson, Superfoot Bill Wallace. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. I mean, I've had some great legends, Master Eric Lee. So it's it's a great program. That's awesome. Very cool. Very cool. And how how can we how can we find the Justin Harvey show? I actually the Justin Harvey show is on iTunes. Just type in the Justin Harvey show as one word, and it's officially in iTunes. Very cool. Very cool. So you get that, listeners? You know, um, I was talking to Justin about a week ago, and, uh, you know, I'm I'm really really honored to to finally meet you on the phone. (laughs) And I'm really honored to to have this networking opportunity with you because it's always been me and Sifu Bob's uh, mission Mm -hmm. to, to network with other martial artists in the media, whether it be radio, TV, or what have you, so that way we can spread the word about um, the martial arts world, and not only MMA. I mean, there's all there's so many shows out there about MMA, and I'm sure you know that, Justin. So many oh, shows yeah. about there, so many MMA shows, and not very many about um, you know the the comprehensive world of martial arts. You know, there are other shows out there that that specialize in karate or kung fu or whatever. But as far mm-hmm. as the comprehensive world of martial arts and and uh, not only the celebrities but also the backyard dojo people. You know, the people that really make a difference 
you know, outside of the celebrity status people, right? You know, our our goal has always been to to network with people like yourself in the media, mm-hmm. so that way we can get the word out about our arts and and our passion and stuff like that. So you know, I'm just so blessed to have finally got to meet you. I'm glad that uh, Michelle Manu. I'm glad Michelle Manu introduced us, and you know, we look forward to meeting you in person one of these days sometime soon. So well, it's very um, cool. Well, actually, I wanted to mention real quickly, um, I'm actually going to be inducted into the USA Martial Arts Hall of Fame, and I will be in um, Indianapolis in April. What? The USA? Oh, congratulations. Wow, that's the Jim Thomas Martial Arts Hall of Fame, isn't it, Bob? Right, it? yes, yes. Wow, congratulations. That's awesome. So if if anybody wants to um, meet me, you know, be there in Indianapolis, and I'll be happy to uh, speak with you and and take pictures or whatever you need. We yeah, you know, we'd Very love cool. love to meet you. I don't know if I'll be able to come out to Indianapolis, depending on my travel schedule. But you know what, you know, if I do get a chance, um, or if you do get a, if you do get a chance to come out to one of our Masters Hall of uh, Fame seminars or banquets or whatever. You know, we'd love to meet you there too. I think that would be. Oh, I think that would, that be, would great. be great. Yeah. Now, what what art what art do you study, if I might ask? Uh, well, uh, right now I have been uh, studying under uh, Grandmaster uh, Frank Dukes. Oh, so. right on. Oh, I was with Frank last night. Yeah. Oh, oh really? Well, uh, yes. let, let me tell you this really quick. Um, I've actually been a fan of Frank Dukes since I was three years old. And Frank actually told me one time when we first met, he said, you know more about my life than I do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Frank, got to love him. He's, what, what a wonderful, what a wonderful man. And you're just so lucky to be studying with him. That's great. That's, that's awesome. Uh, you know, we, yeah, that's awesome. That's very awesome. Very cool. So, you know, we'd like to keep you on the line for as long as you can so that way you can join us in this fun conversation and, and join in the fun. I'm going to bring up Wayne's mic again. Sorry about that, Sensei Wayne. The, the feedback was, like, getting kind of weird, and I'm like, i got to mute his mic. He'll understand. <laughs> All right. Yeah. All right. So, Justin, I want to introduce you to Sensei Wayne Riley. He's a, a frequent co-host and a, a frequent uh friend of ours here on the Dynamic Dojo radio show, and a formal introduction to Sifu Robert Deal, my co-host. Say hi, Bob. Mm-hmm. Hey. <laughs> All nice right. Awesome. And, uh, yeah, me and Sifu Bob are looking forward to meeting you in uh, person. And Sensei Wayne, I, you know, I want to meet Sensei Wayne in person, too. But you know what? I mean, having you guys on the phone, it's like we've known you. We've known. It, it feels <laughs> like we've known you guys, like, for years. So, you know... But that's how it is with martial artists now, isn't it? <laughs> right. Yeah. It is. Yep. Mm-hmm. It is. I will. So, hey, I will actually be at the event in Indianapolis um, this year. Um, oh, I good. I, yeah. I don't know if you guys know it. Jim and I have been friends for oh my goodness, thirty, thirty some years. Um, oh, I trained cool. under him for a while. Um, his his school is like ten minutes from my house. I mean, I see him all the time. Oh, um, talk to him all the time, and uh, and he invited me to the uh, event there in Indianapolis this year. So uh, I'm pretty sure I'll be there. So Very get the opportunity cool. to meet you. Oh, that that'll be great. I look forward to it. 
Yeah, get some pictures, Wayne. Share it on the dynamic. Absolutely. Absolutely. Definitely. So let's see. Hey, Bob, do you feel like uh, reading off one more country for us? How about? Well, it'll take me a while to get there, but absolutely. What country? Hong Kong. Hong Kong. Hong Kong. Is Hong Kong really a country? Hong Kong. Is Hong Kong a country? No. Well, let's let's hear about Hong Kong then. (laughs) Okay. Let me click on it. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, it's not a real country. Yeah, I'm like, why did they put it under the... Oh, it's Christmas around the world. Okay, so Hong Kong. All right. Yeah. In Hong Kong, Chinese Christians celebrate Christmas with church services in Chinese at the Angelican Cathedral. Some services are held in English because Europeans who live and work in Hong Kong attend them as well as the people from Hong Kong. In Hong Kong, people... Also send Christmas cards, many of which are homemade using Chinese craft techniques. Hey, that's pretty cool. Right on. A, you know, it's always yeah, that's cool. special to get something that's handmade because it feels like it's more personal. It's more from the heart than going to a Hallmark store and, and buying a two-dollar card. Yeah, I used to love yeah. to get gifts from my kids that were actually made by their own hands. I still have every right. card that my kids have made. Um, my students have made. My wife's like, "You gotta get rid of some of this crap. If it's not crap, that's it. These are these are memories, you know. These they took the time to make these for me. I'm not gonna throw them in the garbage. That's right. Yeah. They, they made them with their two with their two hands, and and nowadays, all you know, back then they used to give me handmade presents. Now they don't give me the finger. <laughs> 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 oh my goodness! <laughs> oh. oh my goodness! <laughs> <laughs> and oh, we do have we do have a lot of fun on here, Justin. I'm telling you. <laughs> yeah, sounds like it. Yeah. Uh, Poinsettia flowers and nativity scenes decorate homes, churches, and public places, as well as big red and gold letters from the Chinese alphabet on decorated streamers of paper chains. In Hong Kong, Father Christmas, Santa Claus, is known as Dong Lu Yan, Christmas Old Man, in Cantonese, or Shangdan Lo Ren, in Mandarin. Most people in Hong Kong speak Cantonese and would use Sing Dan Lo Yan. Every year in Hong Kong, there is a winter fest. It's a huge winter party that involves the shops, theme parks, and other attractions in Hong Kong. Sent in in, uh, in two thousand. Oh, wait, let me start over again. In two thousand eight, <laughs> winter fest is the twenty eighth of November to the fourth of January. We will include, and we'll include a giant Christmas tree in in Statue Square, a sparkling castle at Disneyland Hong Kong, and a and a forest of two hundred wow Christmas trees, and an ice skating extravaganza in Ocean Park. Winterfest is also famous for its New Year's countdown and displays of lights. And fireworks in every city. 
These are really spectacular and light up all the skyscrapers and buildings. That is very cool. That is cool. That is cool. Well, you know what? It's actually getting close to the top of the hour, and uh, I need to get out of here to get ready for um, not only class, but also um, I'm holding the uh, my whip practice today, which is why we have our Sunday brunch show. So why don't we go ahead and end the show about uh, 10 minutes early? Oh, my goodness. What a fun wow. show. <laughs> this was a blast. This was a great show. It was such a blast. Oh, my goodness. And you know what? Thank you so much for joining us, Sensei Wayne. And uh, also, uh, uh, thank, no, thank you, guys. I, I have a blast with you guys. It's awesome. It's so much. Yeah, we always have fun here. And, Justin, you know, feel free to call anytime we're on the air. And uh, we're going to try to listen to your show, too. And, uh, you know, the uh, for all, all our listeners out there, I want everyone to look up on iTunes. I want every one of our listeners to look up Justin's show, the Justin Harvey Show. Um, look it up. It's got a um, – his logo is a picture of him with a microphone, and it's the Justin Harvey Show. And check it out. You know, we're going to be listening a lot more often to that show also because it's always a pleasure to network with other uh, martial arts media people. Triple M people. So thanks for joining us, Justin. Thanks for joining us, Sensei Wayne. And Bob, always a pleasure to have you as my co-host. It's been a always. wonderful year, bro. It's been a wonderful it has, year. It and, has. And I wish everybody a Merry Christmas and Happy yeah. New Year because we're going to be off the air for two weeks. Yes, we're going to be off the air for the next two weeks. And uh, we're going to be broadcasting again starting on January 4th. 2015. So we hope to see everyone next year. We've got a whole bunch of other great stuff lined up for the new year. We've got a lot of great stuff involving the Masters Hall of Fame, a lot of great guests coming up. So tune in. And if you haven't liked the Dynamic Dojo Facebook page yet, do, because you'll get a lot of other great news and information about our upcoming shows. Happy holidays, everyone. Be safe. And we'll talk to everyone next year. Bye-bye now.